Peter had been taken captive by Herod. He had been imprisoned by Herod. And in a few days' time, Herod was, uh, had in mind to murder him, to kill Peter. But the Bible says in verse 5, But the church prayed for him. Hallelujah. The church prayed for him. From verse 6 to 11, there's a series of events that happen while the church is praying. There are many that were gathered together praying. And verse 13 says, As Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a young lady came to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she did not open the gate because of gladness. But she ran back in and she told how Peter stood at the gate. And they said unto her, You are mad. So they're praying for a miracle. They're praying for Peter to be released from prison. Peter is released from prison and they don't believe it. Sometimes we can pray without believing. Amen. We can pray really not expecting to receive our prayer favorably. Amen. Peter, Peter, we've just been praying for Peter. Peter is at the door. He is knocking. You're mad. You're crazy. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. Hallelujah. Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. Can you say amen to the word of God this morning? Amen. Pray a powerful, a powerful chapter that you can read when you get home about how uh, the power of prayer by the church got the job done in the life of Peter. Amen. And how when we pray, when we seek God's face, when we endeavor to turn to God in the midst of a situation where, where something or someone has been in prison, how God can begin to orchestrate events, even though we don't know what he is doing. Even though we don't know what's going on. While we are praying, he is moving. While we are praying, he is orchestrating events. He is, he is opening and he is closing. While we are praying. Amen. Understanding that there's something powerful about prayer. Amen. There's something powerful about doing... Prayer encapsulates what, what I call uh, is spiritual exercise. In prayer is, is what we do in order to, as a spiritual exercise. We, we pray to be connected to God. We pray to, to not to shut out the world and to focus on God. The spiritual exercise... When, when Peter had been taken captive by Herod, Herod is a type of the devil. Herod is a type of the, enemy of the enemies of God. Taken captive Peter, the church prayed. And while the church prayed, God began orchestrating and performing their miracle. Can you say a big amen this morning? God, God was on the move God was, and we don't have time to read it, you can read it when you get home. There's, there's a whole series of events, a whole dynamic that happens while Peter is in jail, an angel comes, the chains are taken off, he is taken through a door, he is taken through another door, he is taken through a journey towards the house of this, of this woman. And the thing is, while this is going on, while, while this is happening, the people of God are praying. 
So they, they don't even understand while they're praying, God is working. God is orchestrating. God is performing their miracle. Amen. God is putting things together. Listen, I, I don't know this morning what Herod has taken captive in your life. What Herod, the enemy, has come to imprison. Something dear, something that Peter was valuable. Peter was dear. Peter was the leader of the book of Acts church. He was the senior pastor, the, the man, the, the preacher, the healer, the one that God was using. And, and he is taken away from the church by Herod. And so the church went to pray. The Bible says the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The Bible says the enemy, the lion, the devil, like a lion, walks about, roaring like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And the, and the enemy, it says there in verse 1, Herod stretched his hands towards certain people of the church to destroy them. The enemy stretches his hand Amen. Into your life. And, and, he, and he, he loves to take captive. He loves to imprison things. He loves to, he loves to imprison your peace. He loves to imprison your joy. He comes into your life, Herod, and he stretches his hands and he does something to imprison your finances. It's like, man, I, 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 I can't get this free. I can't get this thing free. He comes to imprison and destroy marriages. He comes to imprison men with bondages of sin and strongholds and sexual immorality and lust and, and addiction. He comes to imprison. He comes to imprison parents, sometimes their children, whom they love. He said, Wait, what, what's happened to my son? What's happened to my daughter? They, they've been imprisoned by Herod. Herod has stretched his hand towards your family and he's imprisoned one of your children. He comes to imprison families that were once on fire for God in the context of a church that were once serving God, that they were once pillars in the house of God, that were once warriors, they were once preaching. He comes to imprison them by, a, by a circumstances that, that come, come unawares and sometimes come all of a sudden and they cannot uh, comprehend it and they cannot fight against it and they allow the enemy to take them prisoners. Amen. What does the devil come and take in prison? What does the devil come and take in captive in your life? And you know it. And you know what it is. And we come to church and we put a smile on our face and we can sing the songs and we can hear the messages. But we know there's some things that we need the prison doors to be open. Hallelujah. We need some deliverance to happen in certain areas of our life that the devil has come and he's put forth his hand and taken something dear to us. But listen, beloved. When that happens, it's not a time to distance ourselves from God. Ah, hallelujah. It says there in verse 5, Peter was taken into prison, but the church was praying. Peter was taken captive. Peter was in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing by the church for him. Amen. Amen. 
Prayer was made without... There was a... It's like a counterattack. You know, the church of Acts, they knew how to pray. The church of Acts, they knew how to seek the face of God. They, they knew what to do when trouble came. They went to praying. Amen. They, they, they knew we, we better do some spiritual exercise here. Our brother Peter is in jail. This is the time to pray. This is time to start praying, not to start playing and not to take a vacation from church. This is not a time to this is not a time to play. This is the time to pray. This is the time that we start praying and stop taking vacations. From the spiritual exercise. I'm not talking about vacations where you go away on go to the Gold Coast and where you go. I'm talking about where we where we take a break from God. My God, if if, if Peter's in prison. If you've lost your joy, if you've lost your peace, if you've lost your healing, if your healing has been taken captive, hey, but the church starts praying. If, if your marriage has lost the first love, hey, that's not a time to play. That's not a time to just see how things will turn out. That's a time to start praying. That's a time to start doing some spiritual exercise. That's a time to start seeking the face of God. That's a time for me to start orchestrating my life and organizing my life around God so that God can orchestrate events around me. My God, there's people that, that they, they, there's things going on in their life and they're, they're at their wit's end and, 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 and uh, the, 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 if we were to consider and we just to have an overview of their life in the last seven days and in the last seven weeks and in the last seven months, how much of that is God? And yet Peter's in prison. And yet there's things in our life that we know we need a miracle. But we sit by, and we sit by, and we don't read the word, and we don't go to church, and we don't pray, and we don't worship, and we don't, we don't put God first, we don't prioritize God, we don't take the kingdom of God first, hallelujah, but we want God to prioritize us. See, the orchestrating of God came after they started praying. God began to move as they moved. Are we okay this morning, church? God began to move as the church was moved to pray. As the church was moved to do some spiritual exercise. As the church was moved to seek God. Amen. It says they were praying without ceasing. That means there was a consistency and there was a perseverance and a, an ongoing spiritual exercise. There was a, what I said last Sunday morning, and they did it again. And they did it again. See, there's this, they prayed without ceasing. It doesn't say, and they prayed Sunday morning. And it does not say, and they prayed for their food. It says, and they prayed without ceasing. There are some things in your life that are going to demand a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of intercession, a lifestyle of seeking the face of God. And so they wake up in the morning and Peter's still in jail, but they still continue praying. And I don't know how many days went by, but Peter was still, but they were still praying. See, they were praying without ceasing. 
There's this concept, beloved, where we've got to, we get knocked down, but we get up again. Amen. Uh, yes, yes, the, the joy is still bound. Yes, the peace is still bound. Yes, my finances are still bound. Yes, the, 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 the unity in my marriage is still bound. My healing is still bound by the enemy. But I'm going to continue praying. I'm going to continue praising. I'm going to continue going to church. I'm going to continue seeking the face of God. I'm going to do it without ceasing. Rain, hail or shine. I'm going to seek God because I need deliverance. Because I need the prison doors to be open. I need healing in my marriage. One of my sons are in the world. I need him to come back. This is not a time for vacation. My God, I'm, 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 I'm being drawn away by a sin. This is not a time to say, well, I'll just see what happens with this thing. You need God. The Bible says that Lot did not arrive in Sodom Memorial in one day. He says that he departed Abraham. And one of the most saddest verses in the Bible is, and Lot began to uh, push his tent towards Sodom. He would live here for a little bit, and then he would get closer to Sodom. And he'd get closer to Sodom. And he would compromise a little bit more. And now he doesn't want to go to church every Sunday. And now he doesn't want to pray every day. And now, and now over here, now he's watching what he shouldn't be watching on the internet. Hallelujah. And now he's tasting some things he shouldn't be. T- but God loves me, but everything's going to be all right. And I'm going towards Sodom. There's a time that says, hang on a minute. This is a time to but pray. Church, this is a time for us as a church to but pray. We've got families in our, even in our church that are in prison. I know because I counsel people in our church that they're in prison, they're bound, the, the devil has released an artillery of demonic powers against the church and against people like never before in the history of mankind. As a matter of fact, the other day I was listening to one of the prophets of the church today. He said that he, he heard the Lord show him and he, he read a verse in Revelations that said, there has been a release of demonic powers from the pits of hell into the world like never before. And that's why you're seeing evil is good and good is evil today. That's why you're seeing the saints are being wearied. The saints are losing the fire. They're losing the joy. They're losing the passion for the things of God. And I talk about westernized countries. Uh, I don't want to say what I really want to say, but hallelujah. But we might just need to... Uh, no, don't go down that path. Hallelujah. But why do you think they run to church in El Salvador? Why do you think they run to church in Africa? Why do you think they run to church in the Philippines? Why do you think they run to church in Chile? Why? 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 It's an urgency. No, but here, no, we got everything. No, but need God. Amen. There's no but prayer. No, forget the forget Tuesday night. No, no, I don't need you. I don't need to go to connect. No, I mean I'm I'm fine. There's no but prayer. And, and, and if we look at it, and I look at my own, there's, man, there's things that I need to be delivered in my life. But I, 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 
I cannot be casual and expect God to be full on. I can't be half-hearted with God and expect God to be full on with me. God is a God of cause and effect. Have you heard of cause and effect? He moves as we move. But prayer. Oh, hallelujah. If you look at what's going on in the world right now, my, we need to get in the God's face. Spiritual exercise. This is a time to seek God, church. Amen. This is a time to connect in the house of God. Yes. This is a time to be to be all in. This is a time to be sold out Amen. for God. This is a time to live holy. Amen. This is a time to to walk. With our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. This is not a time to let go of the, of the, of the, of the rope and, and, and loosen our, our, our hold. This is a time to get, get more serious. This is a time to get more on fire for God. Yes. And I'm talking about in, in, in this world, and I don't want to be a negative preacher. I'm not a negative preacher, but we've got to say the truth. This world is getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's going to get worse. And the church is in the middle of this thing. And we can either play or we can pray. They take take Peter. He says, okay then, we know what to do. We're going to pray. There was no time for a coffee meeting. There was no time for a a movie. There was no time to have a picnic. This is time to pray. There's a time for everything. Amen. I pray that there's a time for everything. There's a time to enjoy. There's a time to, 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 to have fun. There's a time to watch a movie. There's a time. But hey, but when there's things going on in our life where things have been taken captive, that's the time to say, you know what? What do I need to do different right now because of the situation that I find myself in? And this is the truth, church. As you pray, as you push into God, as you orchestrate your life and as you organize your life around seeking God, He starts to orchestrate your miracle. He starts to move on your behalf without you even knowing how He's doing it. Hallelujah! Without you even knowing what He's doing, how He's doing it, when He's doing it. But you know, in your knower, God is doing something. Hallelujah! God is forming my miracle. God is producing my breakthrough. Hallelujah! And as you're praying, Peter is being set free from the chains. The angel has appeared to him. The door has opened. He's out of prison. Hallelujah. He's coming towards Rhoda's house and they don't even know it while they're praying that their miracle has been set free. Hallelujah. And then and one day comes. So there's this principal church of praying without ceasing. And, and, if, and if the thing is still in prison, you keep praying. You keep going. You keep doing it. Do I have some people here this morning that have some tenacity and are willing to do it again? Hallelujah. You're willing to do it again. If, if, if you receive your answer, because you say, I don't see my answer, but you don't know what God is doing. Hallelujah. And you could forfeit or you could abort your miracle by stop doing what you're doing. Yeah, come on. 
Daniel was praying for 21 days. And 21 days he receives no answer. But on the 21st day, an angel came to him. And, 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 and I think Daniel said, thank God you came because I was getting hungry. He was fasting and praying for 21 days. But the angel said this to him. On the first day that you prayed, I was released from heaven with your answer. But as I was coming through, the prince of Persia stopped me. Come on. Come on. What happens if on the third day, Daniel says, man, nothing's happening here. His prayer was actually pushing his answer towards him. What happens if on the 10th day, Daniel does not realize that there's a war in the heavenlies. He doesn't realize that his breakthrough is coming. His breakthrough is on the way. But it's just been withheld by an enemy. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat pizza. Forget about this. I'm not going to do that anymore. I've been praying. I've been going to church. I've been tithing. I've been reading the Bible. I've been, I've been doing all this spiritual exercise. I've changed my life around. I've orchestrated my life and organized my life around God. I'm seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And you know what? Nothing is happening. What would happen? And we go back to playing and vacationing and working. What would happen? Well, I, what I think would happen is his breakthrough doesn't come. But it's his prayer. Say, come on, God. You're with me. You're for me. I and in that praying, God gives you strategies. In that praying, God gives you ideas. In that praying, God tells you what to do. In that praying, God shows you what you need to change. In that praying. See, we start changing. We start changing. We start, our life starts Revolving around him. There's something about doing it again that gets God's attention, church. Amen. There was a man by the name of Zacharias. In Luke chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, I'll just read it quickly. It says, Zacharias and Elizabeth, his wife, had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they both were now stricken in years. In other words, there was all hope was lost for them to have a child. Verse 8. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, an angel appeared to him with good news. His fruitfulness, his wife's fruitfulness was taken captive by the enemy. She was barren, and their age said, you can have no child. But I love this. But Zacharias executed, he executed the priest's office. He did what God had entrusted in him to do. His miracle came while he executed. See, his wife is barren. Fruitfulness of being taken prison, but he's still executing his ministry. He's still performing his ministry. He's still doing what God has called him to do. He's still fulfilling his duty. Amen. He's doing it again. And you can read Luke chapter 1 when you get home. What it entailed for a priest to get the, 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 the incense ready and to get everything ready on the altar... 
But the interesting thing is that while he executed his ministry, an angel showed up. Hallelujah. While he did, while he performed, while he, while he ministered unto God and did it well, his, his answer came through. And the angel said, you shall have a son. John the Baptist was born. Hallelujah. Wow. The one that will prepare the way of the Lord. Sometimes your greatest miracles take time. But during the time of waiting, we've got to execute. We've got to execute. Fulfill what God has called us and do it well. Because you never know that could be the day that is the manifestation of your miracle. But your miracle has been forming for months maybe, for weeks maybe. How many people have missed out on their miracle because they stopped executing and fulfilling and performing spiritual exercise to show God, I still love you. Come on. I st- do you love God this morning, church? I still love you, not so much for what you give me, but because of who you are. I'm going to execute my ministry well because I love you, because you deserve my best. And yes, you understand that I have, a, I have fruitfulness as being taken prison. My wife and my we would like to have a son but we understand we are too old and it's most likely not going to happen, but I'm still going to execute the priesthood. I'm going to still execute my ministry. I'm going to still execute my calling and I'm going to do it well. Amen. Do you understand the dynamics of a womb and the blood and the menstrual cycle and all this thing that goes on in the life of a, of a lady and a man? Hello. He's going, to have, he's going to have to get his testosterone up. Hallelujah. Sorry for the... <laughs> My two children are looking at me going, what the? Sharma, what? Hey! Zacharias got work up on him. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I feel a skip on my step. Hallelujah. And he looks at his wife. He goes, hey, mama. Hallelujah. Come over here. Hey, that was working in him while he was executing his ministry. And his wife's over here, and she looks at him and she goes, my, he's the man. He's the man. She looked at him and he's, he's the man. And they gained strength to go and do what a husband and wife need to do to conceive a child. Are we here this morning, church? But they, but he, I want you to get this. I don't want to hold you too much longer. I want you to get this. But he executed his ministry. Someone says to me, Pastor, how do you do it? Hey, I'm here for God. I'm I'm, I'm preaching this morning because God's called me to preach. I'm executing my ministry. I'm going to do it well. Hallelujah. These things don't happen. Your miracle won't come all of a sudden. Hmm. I say to my wife, and, 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 and uh, I get into trouble sometimes when I say this. People come two or three times and they don't come anymore because we've got to say the truth. But I say to my wife, if people want counselling, I want to see them at church. Amen. Because if I'm going to invest my time in them, yeah, that's right. trying to help them, 
and then I don't see them at church trying to help themselves, then why should I be so urgent about their situation when they're not urgent about their situation? Come on. Come on, church. This is real. So they're going through their hell that they're going through, but I want to sleep in Sunday morning. You're not really that desperate. But I'll go to the beach. Hello? How desperate are we, church? And I, and I understand, there, there are days, man, you know, I said to the, a church, I was preaching in Sydney a few weeks ago, I said, there are days, man, when my wife and myself, we would just like to continue driving to the Gold Coast on a Sunday morning. And then let the church come to church with the pastors at the Gold Coast. So then you can see what we go through when you say I'm at the Gold Coast. <laughs> now you're all here this morning, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You, 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 so there are days, all hell is broken loose. You don't think that we don't go through our trials and our pressures. We go through it more. Because we're at the forefront of this battle. And the enemy comes strong towards the head. But I get in that kind of so I'm going to go to church. I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to put aside what I'm going through. I'm going to put aside what we went through. I'm going to put aside what I've got to go through this morning. I'm going to do some spiritual exercise. I'm going to put a butt in it. Hallelujah. Yes, this has happened throughout the week. Yes, this family member. Yes, this finances. Yes, this employment. Yes, this situation. This has happened. But Sunday morning, I'm going to put a butt in it. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to exalt Jesus. And I'm going to preach the word. Like, you know, it's the last time that I preach the word. Like somebody said this morning to the, to the group, to the team, let's, let's give it to God this morning like it's the last service we're going to have on earth. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. So, so if... So this is what people do. This is what 21st century Christians do. Uh, God has been bad to me this week. I'm not going to church. It's like God is up there going, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to use Kevin because he won't get offended. Oh, no. Oh, no. Kevin is staying at home today because he, he feels that like I gave him a rough week. Oh, no, Kevin. No, no. God's saying, Kevin, if you just knew, you're two steps away. You're two. You're, you're miracle. Peter's coming out of jail right now. Hallelujah. He's changed to be. You're, you're so close to your miracle. Hallelujah. And actually, actually, I'm, I'm preaching too long. Actually, your miracle's probably knocking. And you're not opening. Oh, Hallelujah. Your miracle's probably knocking and you're not opening. Your miracle's right in front of you and you haven't been able to appreciate it because you're still praying for the Lord to open the prison. Execute your ministry, church. Are you going through issues this morning? Are you going through problems this morning? And if we're all here living and breathing, we all have a problem. But I want to encourage you. Keep executing your ministry. I want to encourage you. Continue seeking God. Continue worshipping God. Continue praising God. Continue putting God first in your life. Continue giving to God. Continue honouring God. Because while you orchestrate your life around your seeking God, God starts orchestrating your miracle coming towards you. Amen. Can you say amen this morning to him? Mm, hallelujah. 
Yeah, hallelujah. Erica read a beautiful verse this morning to the team. Galatians chapter 9 verse 6. Do not become weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. The idea is this, church. Get me. Get me as I come to a close this morning. The idea is this. If you faint, you don't reap. So, you know, I, I could be here. Not, I'm not, not weary. I'm doing well. I'm not, I'm not becoming weary. I'm going to continue doing well. The very fact that you can become weary is because there's so much going on. But you continue doing well. You continue executing. You continue praying. You continue seeking the face of God. You continue honoring God. You continue putting Him first. The idea is this, man, I've had it. You, you, the, the weariness is so big. You say, man, I've had enough of this. I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. And so this is the idea. You stop here and five steps away was your miracle. That's the idea in the original. I don't have time to go in. And when it says seasons, that, that, that you may walk into your due season, that is not a, a, a chronos moment. That is a kairos moment. Chronos is the time that we live in right now. It's, it's 11.20. That's chronos. Kairos is the time of God. It is God's set time for a set miracle, which happens in a chronos time. So God has, has given you a, a, a kairos moment over here. You're going to have a kairos moment. Kairos. Something that happens supernaturally. Amen. It happens miraculously over here. God has orchestrated it to happen here. You're walking, you're walking, you're walking, and you're walking towards your kairos moment. Don't ever think miracles just happen. Let me give you an example. Uh, can you give me that little towel there? Let's see my back. I was praying with my wife. Just play softly, Jenica. If you can put the keyboard up. I was praying with my... Thank you, sister. So I was praying with my... I was praying, I was praying, I was praying, I was praying about the finances for this building. Just saying, Lord... You know, you know what we want to do. Amen. We want to be here until December at least. That's when they, the lease is up until December. So this is the finances we need. I was praying. I was get, getting a little bit like, ah, Lord, because then me and my wife are the ones that have to really, you know. And I said, Lord, we need a breakthrough, Lord. Amen. Yeah, breakthrough. I was praying. I was fasting. I was, I was getting concerned. Lord, how? And you start trying to strategize. And that's nothing wrong with that. There's the thinking. You've got to, have to use your brain as well. Yeah. Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. Maybe I can bring this in. Take that out. Maybe we can go. You start thinking. But this is what I don't realize. While I was praying, listen to this. The check of $5,000 was in the church PO box. Because I don't go to the PO box. I only go once a fortnight. Because we don't get that much mail. The church PO box, we don't get that much mail. So... While I was praying, this, I was, this Wednesday, this Wednesday, I was praying and someone called me and said, have you gone to your P.O. box? I said, no, I haven't gone. He said, go. So I go and I open the P.O. box and it's one envelope. One envelope. I get it out. I open it up. And it's, it's what I said before, it's $5,000 for Gospel of Power Church, Power Church now, building fund. But then I looked at, what I wanted to do was look at the check date. The date on it was 
one and a half weeks before. That check was sitting, oh hallelujah, that check was sitting in, the, in that P.O. box while I was praying going, God, you've got to show up. The miracle was there. But we executed our ministry. And now for the sake of time, Peter comes to the house. He knocks on the door. And the woman comes out and hears his voice and says, she gets so excited, she goes back in and she says to, to the guys inside, it's Peter at the door. It's Peter. And, and they say to her, you are? What do they say? You are mad. You are crazy. Mm. Ah, I don't have time to teach this. Hallelujah. But the teaching is that your miracle is closer than you think. We have to not just pray. We are taught in the Bible to watch and pray. Rhoda, which the, the interpretation of Rhoda is Rosa, Rose is her name. She was praying with expectation. So when she, she was like, I believe someone, I believe Peter's going to knock on the door. I believe, Peter's, I, I believe Peter's coming. When she heard the knock, she went and she heard his voice. She got so excited, she went back in. And now the brothers and sisters are trying to shut down her miracle. You're crazy. That can't be God. You're not going to do that. Be careful with those people that you allow to speak into your life that come to discourage you, that come to shut down your miracle, that come to shut down what you've been praying for, what you've been believing for. Allow people to speak into your life that are full of faith. And Peter kept knocking. What the Lord told me to tell you this morning is pray with expectation and open the door to your miracle. Your miracle is knocking. It, your miracle could be right in front of you. You haven't seen it because you're still praying. You're still believing. It's time to say, oh wow, I see the opportunities. Yes, I see what God's doing here. I see what God wants me to do. That's the, that's the answer. That's the miracle. Amen. Watch and pray. This is not a time to be casual with the things of God. God is orchestrating your miracle. Continue executing your ministry. Your miracle is going to come knocking. But what happens when someone knocks at your door at home? When the Jehovah Witness comes and you try to pretend you're not home. But you're looking. What do they do? They're quite persistent, aren't they? But eventually, what do they do? They know you're in there. Eventually, what do they do? They leave. Could our miracle leave? Could our opportunities just leave us? Because we don't take them. They could.
Start looking for the doors now. Start looking for the miracle. Start looking for the breakthrough. Start, start getting expectant that in, God's going to do something in the next few days in your life. Because you've been faithful and consistent. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah.